You're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Hey guys, it's Randy Gage. I've written 11 books on prosperity and success so far, uh, but this podcast, it's a way for me to connect with you on an audio platform. So I'm looking forward to sharing the prosperity journey together with you here. Welcome to episode one, the very first uh, show I'm doing on the new platform. And the topic I want to talk about this time is defining your prosperity, because I think that's a really important foundational place for us to start this podcast so that we're all speaking the same language and we all have the same understanding of the topics that we're going to cover along the way. Uh, first, let me tell you, this is not a traditional podcast format. Uh, I don't, you know, haven't spent hours picking out snazzy music. I don't have a voiceover announcer type voice who says, now, please welcome Randy Gage. <laughs> I'm just going to put powerful content that you can apply right away. So the plan is it's just going to be RG on the mic. Sometimes I'll be talking to you, creating something fresh like we're doing here today. Other times when I'm doing some of these keynote speeches around the world, I'll get the audio of them, audio track, and I'll just uh, share them with you. And then every Monday, we're going to take the uh, prosperity TV show that I put up on YouTube each week. Uh, we're going to put the audio track of that on here uh, just because I know a lot of you uh, really like to get the content when you're in your car driving to, you know, on your daily commute or like me, you want to listen to podcasts when you're in the gym on the treadmill or the elliptical or working out uh, and the audio version works for you. So that's the plan. No traditional format, just uh, uh, actionable content that you can put into place. So let's get into the good stuff. How would you define prosperity? Because I, it's important you define your prosperity. What does it mean to you? And I'm going to say there's four or five different areas that make up prosperity. And I think the first place we've got to start is with two of them, which is money and material things. And why I think it's important to start with those is because there's so much programming against money, so much, uh, so many negative beliefs about material things. There's so many uh, uh, limiting beliefs about them that uh, how many times have you heard uh, money doesn't buy happiness? You know, the meek will inherit the earth. Well, listen, maybe the meek will inherit the earth, and I'm fine with that, but I promise you they're not going to if they're paying the minimum balance on their credit cards every month because this is just indentured servitude. If you're paying the minimum balance on your credit card, it takes 41 years to pay that off. Debt is a prison, and I hate to see people in debt. So it's uh, now understand I, I'm not one of these people who worships money and uh, we're, this podcast won't be about worshiping money or worshiping material things. But instead of worshiping them, I'm going to teach you to celebrate them. And that's a really qualitative difference. Yes, money doesn't buy happiness. I agree with that. But keep in mind, 
poverty doesn't buy happiness either. So what I think about money material things is I don't think money and material things buy happiness, but I believe that money and material things allow you the self-expression that makes you happy. It gives you freedom. It gives you choices. So I don't think you can define prosperity without including money and material things. And I'm big on this. Uh, you know, I, I upset a lot of people. I speak at a lot of like unity and science of mind churches over the years. And they'll have people come in and do prosperity workshops. And they'll say, well, you know, I don't have much money, but my health is great and my relationships are good. And so I'm really, and I'm like, no, I'm sorry, that dog don't hunt. If you're going to teach prosperity, you need to have manifested prosperity. And it includes the money and material things. But it's certainly that is not the only or all-encompassing definition of prosperity. Because the next thing I would say it, you really want to have is health. Right? Because we know you could be a multi-billionaire. If you don't have your health, you're going to be miserable. You can have the best creative genius, but if you don't have the energy to go out and apply it, it doesn't work for you. So health is one of the foundational uh, components that make up my definition of true prosperity. The next area I would uh, argue is, is spirituality or uh, harmonious existence, you know, living in harmony with the universe. Now, understand that my definition of spirituality is nothing to do with religion. So I'm not talking about being religious, I'm talking about being spiritual, having spiritual consciousness, self-awareness of yourself and your role in the greater universe, being able to have that self-awareness to create a harmonious environment around yourself, where you live, where you work, where you create, uh, and not just the geography or the physical aspect, but the mental aspect of it, creating that uh, spiritual connection with the force that created you. And then finally, I think it also takes meaningful work. You want to have, you want to be involved in projects and ventures and work that create meaning for you because they create contribution. You want to know that when you leave this existence, whenever you do, that the world will be this slightly better place because you were here. And that might be the the children that you bring into the world, it might be the nonprofit you started up, it might be the company you built which does meaningful things. Uh, and understand, this could be your job, and in many cases it is, where you're meaningful, like me, my work is very meaningful to me as an author. Uh, I do that because I want to leave the world, I want to know when I check out, whenever that is, that I just slightly 
altered the course of the universe, even if it's by one one millionth of one percent because of the work I did. So that might be your job in your case, or it might be some nonprofit you do or volunteer thing that you do. But I believe we all want to, we all seek something bigger than ourselves that we can be a part of. So that would be how I would define prosperity. And I think for you, what your your homework is going forward is saying, okay, what does that look like for me specifically? What what how much money do I need to have that I can feel that I then have security and freedom? What are the material things that are important to me? Right? You want to know because for different people it's different things. I like sports cars, right? I'm I'm I have no uh, compunction about admitting I love exotic sports cars. I love fashion and clothes, clothing and watches. I'm a watch whore, you know. I have hundreds of watches and uh, right. But and for other people, maybe cars don't do it for them at all. Maybe for you, you could care less about a car, but it would for you the material thing would be a ski lodge in the mountain. It would be a beach house in Costa Rica. It would be being able to take two years off and cruise around the world. It would be able to backpack across Europe or uh, Asia or somewhere else, right? So think about what's the money, what's the material thing, uh, what's your health goals, what what kind of spiritual connection are you making, Are you have you created a harmonious environment, and then do you have work that's meaningful to you that I believe at some point in our lives we we go from at least I did and that was a a transformational uh, event for me uh, and I actually went on sabbatical for a couple of years, shut down all my social media, stopped doing speeches, uh, stopped everything and just traveled the world for a couple of years on a sabbatical doing personal growth and self-development uh, and, and came to this conclusion that it's not about success. At some point you want to evolve from success to significance knowing that you make a difference. So those are the things we're going to explore in the future uh, shows in the podcast, how you would define those things and how we manifest those things in your life. Um, The other thing we're going to look at a lot is the science of memes, which is memetics. Now, memes is a meme is a term coined by uh, Richard Dawkins in his book, The Selfish Gene. And it's kind of been uh, uh, hijacked these days. When you say a meme, people think it's a, uh, a, a slide on Facebook. But a meme is actually a mind virus. A mind, just like your computer can get a virus, your mind can get a virus. You can be infected with a mind virus, and then that virus parasitizes the host and causes you to replicate that virus. So a virus can be a catchy song. It can be the you know the latest Katy Perry song could be a meme because it's catchy and it goes around the world and becomes a big breakout hit. An expression like "just do it" or "yes we can" or "where's the beef" that can be a meme. Well, again, that kind of it gets into the mass consciousness and just gets out there to the world. 
Now, the problem is the most prevalent memes in the world today are very negative, and uh, uh, just millions of them have to do with money. And if I said, if you asked me, okay, what what are the most prevalent memes you see circulating around social media, the world, the broadcast media, just uh, people's private conversations with each other, it would be, money is bad. Uh, it's noble to be poor. Rich people are evil. To be rich, you need to be a bad mommy or a bad daddy. To be a successful company, you've got to exploit workers and rape and pillage and plunder the environment and take advantage of everybody. I mean, these are the kind of prevalent memes that are out there. I wrote an entire book on this, of course, a lot of you have read, called Why You're Dumb, Sick, and Broke and How to Get Smart, Healthy, and Rich. That whole book is about memes and how we get infected by them. So certainly a lot of my work is based on this, and so we will explore it a lot in the the upcoming shows. Uh, And particularly, we're going to talk about how these memes create your core foundational beliefs. Because your core foundational beliefs determine the kind of actions you set, that you take, the vision you set for yourself, the expectations you have for yourself. And I promise you, on one of the future shows, I'm going to do a whole show just on that process of what happens when you have core foundational beliefs. But to give you an idea how serious an issue this is, I believe your your core foundational beliefs about all of the really important stuff are are anchored in you cemented into your mind by the time you're 8 years old on all of the important things, your core beliefs about money, your core beliefs about relationships, your core beliefs about marriage, about sex, about God and religion, about health. Because think about it, when you're four years old, five, hey, mommy, can I get that? No, you think money grows on teas? You know, where do you think we'll get the money to pay for that? You know, I think of how many, what kind of programming you got about money. If your uh, father cheated on your mother and it was an abusive relationship, um, believe me, before you were eight years old, you had a core foundational belief about relationships. You had a core foundation. And the other way, you had a loving mother, loving father. They adored each other. They had a, a wonderful model marriage. Your core foundational belief would be set in a positive way. So some of these can be positive. Some of them could be negative. Think of your core foundational beliefs about sex. They were programmed to you before you even knew what sex was. About God, religion. You went to the church, the temple, the mosque, the synagogue. When you were four years old, six years old, eight years old, uh, you had those beliefs in the, you know, baked into you. The kind of uh, approach to health and wellness and nutrition and exercise, the things you learned when you were five, six, seven years old, they created core foundational beliefs. And so once you have those foundational beliefs about it, it affects everything for the rest of your lives. 
the rest of your life unless you do what I did when I went on that sabbatical and a few other uh, uh, really self-discovery processes that I went through where I looked at my core foundational beliefs. Like in my case, I came from a very poor family. I had a single mother who knocked on doors selling Avon to raise three kids. So we never had new cars. We never went on nice vacations. I didn't get a new 10 speed. I didn't have the cool jeans that the other kids had. I didn't have my, you know, I shared a room with my brother. My mother shared a room with my sister. The four of us shared one bathroom. I mean, I'd go to kids' houses from school and everybody had their own bedroom and everybody had their own bathroom. And I was like, so what happened, of course, is I was jealous of wealthy people. So I was jealous of rich people. And of course, I bought into all the memes about money is bad and rich people are evil and it's spiritual to be poor and all the garbage that we get programmed with from government, from organized religion, and from the, what I call the data sphere, which would be the internet, social media, your friends, family, broadcast networks, you know, magazines, newspapers, blogs, all of those kind of things. Um, so like any, like billions of people, I was programmed that money was evil and that rich people were bad. Yet I hated being poor. So I worked my whole life trying to become rich and along the way, I kept self-sabotaging myself. And I didn't realize I was self-sabotaging it until I went through this discovery process of self-awareness and realized I hated rich people. I thought rich people were bad. So I had this subconscious programming that I didn't realize was there that would cause me to sabotage because it would tell me, my subconscious mind would say, hey, you better stop doing what you're doing or you're going to become one of those evil, mean, nasty, rich people. And I would wager that 95% of you guys listening to the sound of my voice right now have been infected with negative memes like that about money and success and health and relationships because they're just pervasive in the world today. So the role of this podcast going forward, we're going to have some real fun with this. We're going to really, because you may hear me and say, are, are, are you serious? Are you trying to suggest that I'm self-sabotaging myself at 40 years old because of a belief that I created when I was six? And the answer is yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's what my work is about. I, I'm working with people all the time who are in their 50s, their 60s, or their 70s, and they've never gone back, questioned their core foundational beliefs that they set as a child, and then asked the question, does this belief really serve me? So they go through life with poverty consciousness instead of prosperity consciousness. So we're, like I say, we're going to have some fun with this. Uh, uh, just like I say, it'll be speeches. It'll be stuff from my Prosperity TV channel. And then a lot of times I just want to get in the studio and talk one-on-one -on -one with you like this about some of the really important things. So the role of the podcast going forward is three steps. Number one, we got to help you identify any limiting beliefs that you have. 
Number two, we have to eviscerate those beliefs. We've got to just destroy them. And then number three, we've got to replace them with empowering beliefs, beliefs that serve you and will cause you to take the actions that will allow you to actually manifest prosperity, health, and harmony in your life. So we're going to have a good time together. Thanks for listening. Please make sure you subscribe, and then you'll get a note every time the the new show is posted. I'm going to do a few every week is the plan going in right now, and I'll keep you advised as we go along if anything on the schedule changes. But thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again on the next episode. Peace. Thanks for listening. For more great prosperity teaching, check out my blog on randygage.com and follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Insta, YouTube, and just about everywhere else. I'll see you on the journey.